Everybody, it is Jess Bowen here with Bowie Jane on Babes Behind the Beats. And today we have Haley Brownell on the show, who is an amazing, incredibly talented drummer. She has played for artists like Conan Gray, Kaylin Russo, Drake Bell, Dea, and of course, my current favorite, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, and she also has uh, her own project. Uh, she's a songwriter and has her own solo project called Changeling, which I cannot wait to ask you about. Uh, so, welcome to the show. Haley what's up what's up I know I I'm so excited to have you on the show um especially as you know a fellow drummer who I just you know I I respect you so much and everything that you've been doing amazing has er, <laughs> amazing everything you've been doing lately <laughs> is amazing and uh yeah I mean we haven't actually met in person but I feel like I do know you so yeah so there 100 <laughs> percent. I I still can't believe we actually haven't met but it's kind of crazy because I feel like our worlds like especially the female drumming community it's like we all kind of know each other and have yeah. met at some point right it's, and I feel yeah, like we it's will. so tight-knit it is it really is yeah. Um, yeah so how did you get your start in drumming then because you've been doing this quite a while sure yeah um well I grew up in Fresno California so middle of the state um not much to do and yeah, I mean, I was like seven years old, I think, when my mom had heard about some woman in Fresno who was starting this youth percussion program. Um, her name is Brenda Myers, and I owe her my entire life. Um, she was my first teacher, and uh, she really introduced me into percussion and all things, um, you know, musical, marimba, vibes, congas, bongos, timbales, drum set, literally everything. So at a very young age, I was introduced to a lot of um, world percussion, just a bunch of different types of music and different instruments. And then long story short, I just, you know, like a kid, I just thought it was really fun. And so I just kept doing it um, for the rest of my life. And then you know, went into high school, did jazz, did that whole thing, went to college, graduated from CSUN, got my bachelor's in music there, and um, now, you know, just in the freelance world. Wow. So, like, did you play in any, like, I know you said you did uh, jazz band in high school. Did you do marching band or just jazz I did, band? unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, that's great. What did you do in marching? What did you play in marching band? Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, it really was a tough experience for me. <laughs> Um, tell yeah, us more. My, oh, I'll tell you. My freshman year, I was in the pit, so I played, you know, all different types of percussion instruments. Um, and then I moved on to snare, and I did that whole drumline thing. And then my senior year, I was drum major, so I, I literally was like, if I have to march one more year, I'm, I'm literally going to die. I have to just conduct. Like that was the only, uh, reason why I did it. Um, That's so cool though. Because, yeah, it, it honestly, yeah, it was really cool, like, being able to, I don't know, be in charge of all, all of your peers in a way, but just feeling the music, like, I, I, I don't know, I'm such a, I, I'm so in tune with my body when I'm playing. Um, I'm sure, Jess, you feel that same way, too. Like, you feel it in, in your body when you're playing, you know, and, totally. um, you know, conducting was that for me, and... Yeah, now that I'm like thinking about it, that was a really like positive experience. Um, yeah, that sounds but, like it. Yeah, but okay. So, but the fucked up thing was that 
at least at my high school, um, I couldn't do jazz band. Like I couldn't play drum set unless I did marching band. Oh, oh. wow. So they made you do both? That's yeah. interesting. Well, they made me do marching band if I wanted to play drum set. Oh my God. That's crazy. I don't know yeah. that my school had that because I did jazz band, but didn't do mar. Oh wait, you know what? Now that I think Was about it, it I, did, I did jazz band and my teacher didn't like me because I didn't want to do marching band. The uh-huh. only reason I didn't want to do marching band is because I was playing soccer at the time. Sure. And when you're playing like a competitive sport, you can't do that. You can't have all those extra activities. So I didn't do marching band. And so she would give me a bad jazz band grade because I didn't <laughs> do marching band. So. Oh my God. <laughs> These teachers out here, I swear. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. But no, I wish that I did marching band. And I don't know if you feel the same way about this, but I just feel like the chops that you gain from playing in marching band are are some chops that like I just feel like a lot of drummers don't get when you don't do it. Do you feel that way? Sure. Like do you feel like you became a better drummer from marching? Do you feel like you take a lot of of what you learned from marching band and apply that to the drum kit? Sure. I mean, I, I, I think like any situation that I've ever been in and that I will ever be in in my entire life, I'm sure I'll be able to take something from it. You know, I, 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 I don't know if it's like necessarily the idea of quote unquote chops for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think it was like more about control and like learning rudiments, you know, like the basic kind of stuff, like just getting your hands to be able to control the sticks, you know? So in that way, I, I definitely think I learned a lot from that, but I learned, shoot. I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I think I learned a lot from every situation, but playing in jazz, I think probably just cause I, I had a better or, or bigger interest in it. I, I learned a lot from that situation, I think. And I carried that over way more than my marching experience, I suppose. So Haley, you had this amazing um, background in drumming at school. How did you get your first gig after school? Oh, do I <laughs> even remember? I was going to say, and I guess that's a two-part question because then like, who, do you remember your first like <laughs> gig, gig oh. that you did like out of school? Oh man, honestly, it was probably something really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> You just started um, doing like the local scene or like what had, what yeah. did you do? Because when you finish school, you go, okay, now what? Maybe. Right. Or maybe you're in a band. Yeah. So I think like while I was in school, I was starting to make, you know, friends and connections with some people. Uh, just like naturally, you know, like going to house shows. I, I went to a ton of house shows in college and I was playing um, in a band with some friends at the time. So we would play. A bunch of house shows and like you know go to parties and just meet people that way um and I want to say that like I might have my first gig might have been honestly I think it might have been one of my best friends like she's my best friend now her name's Leah um we met randomly like through a friend from college and she was looking for a drummer for her solo project and I think I I yeah my bass friend who was playing with her um we were friends in college and I think she just called me up one day or I got hit up by somebody who was working with her who was like hey do you want to come play drums with in this thing and then long story short I yeah I started learning her music and playing some shows like at hotel cafe and like the you know local scene and then now we're like best friends we lived together for like four years <laughs> 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How how did things, um, where did you move on from that with your career? Um, There's usually a few moments where you go, oh, that really helped when I did that. Sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, I played at Hotel Cafe a lot. Um, And then I think it was just like going to shows like meeting a bunch of different people in you know the echo park scene the silver lake scene and like going to the bootleg all right oh yeah so sad that's so it's gone now but um, it it shut down yeah pandemic yeah yeah it was a great venue um but yeah like playing at the bootleg and you know the satellite and echo and you know all those different venues around la but yeah, I think it was just, I just started meeting people and people are always in need of, you know, drummers and musicians and, you know, who are down to play for shit money. So um, <laughs> put your hand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I think from there, it was just, you know, a classic story of just like word of mouth stuff. And, you know, I started getting hit up for auditions for local artists and so it just you know I'd go to an audition and like try to do that thing and you know it was like it's like climbing this invisible ladder in a way you know and I'm sure a lot of people in any type of art medium feel this way in an industry that is so you know if you're if you don't do it somebody else will so you have to be on your own ass about it um and you have to like really put yourself out there. And and so I think it was just, you know, doing that, just putting myself out there, going to shows and meeting friends and, you know, being a nice person and hopefully at some point making a nice connection. So then who who was like the first uh, artist? Like you've played with Conan Gray and Kaylin Russo, Drake Bell, Daya. What was mm-hmm. like the first tour that you did or like with either with which artist did you start playing with first? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, this is so hard to think it of. It all probably blurs together because I bet it's like, you know, when one I'm sure you were doing a bunch of it all at the same time, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So th- that brings up a good point because like I think that was the shittiest part about um you know, uh, being a freelance musician at like a lower level, I don't want to say lower level, but you know what I mean? Like a a level where you're not getting paid very much money. And like, it was, you know, I would play like three to four shows a week with different artists and, or different bands. And it's like, you have to know all the music and you have to make it to all those rehearsals and you have to make it to all those shows. And it's, you're lugging around your drums, you know, in your car because nobody's going to do it for you. And, um, you know, it, it was a grind in that way. And it was really fucking tiring. Um, and, you know, it, especially coming out of school and, and trying to do that, it was just like, oh, wow, I literally took my degree and just threw it in the trash. But um, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I didn't at all. But I, I learned a lot in school. But um, so you've been on big tours and are you, um, you know, you're in the bus, you're on tour for a few months or that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I went on my first bus tour with Kaylin Russo, um, and that was, you know, back in like 2018, I think. So uh, all the tours and touring that I had done before was like pretty like DIY, like in a van or like in a shitty sprinter. Um, And, you know, being gone for a couple weeks at a time or even, you know, just like a short West Coast tour or something like that. Yeah. And then the stuff I did with Daya was like um, more one-off stuff. So we would just fly out to a a state um, 
and it was, I think it was all United States. I don't think I went out of the country with her, but yeah, it was just like all one-off stuff. So we would just like fly out, play a show, fly back. Um, but yeah, like my prop, my first proper bus tour was with Kaylin and yeah, I mean, that was a crazy experience. Cause I, I felt like I had already been like working pretty hard for a really long time. And then you're like, Oh wow, cool. I get to go on this bus. Like this is gonna this is gonna be so tight. And you know, like there's obviously so you have so much fun. Jess, I'm sure you can relate. It's like it's yeah. tiring, you know. It is, it is, yeah. It's not it's so much fun, but yeah, it is also exhausting. And yeah. um, yeah, I know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. Are you you're you're working as like your own agent then to get these gigs? Like you said, like you're going out and meeting people, or do you have like an agent? now um no no I don't have an agent um yeah it's all it's all been me um just like meeting people yeah not necessarily like trying to be like my own manager in a way but you know just like being a person who exists in this industry and just like meeting people that way yeah so so okay so now my question I'm kind of jumping all over the place but you've been playing with Olivia Rodrigo lately right yes that's amazing i love i'm like literally obsessed with her album right now i'm like i sing good uh, you all the time i think we uh, all it's do. it's so good yeah it's i'm so good i love the music it's so great and so how did you land that how did you get connected with her so my friend aaron forbes is the music director for olivia who also music directed conan when i was um with him oh. but i actually met aaron through um um, some mutual friends um, just as a person who came to some shows and he was a really cool guy and we like hit it off and um, so he thought of me for the Conan Gray gig um, so I got hooked up on that and did some touring with Conan and then you know when the pandemic hit you know uh, we I was supposed to you know go out on tour with Conan for that whole year and we had all these plans and just like every everybody else in the industry, just like all of it went to shit and we were all stuck at home. So um, when Olivia came around and she started, you know, putting out this music, I um, got a call from Aaron like earlier this year and was like, hey, uh, Olivia's going to like start doing some stuff. Like, do you want to do it? Um, and then it, yeah, it just kind of happened like that. That's amazing. Isn't that it, cool? It really is. Like, we talk about this a lot on the show. It's about the connections. I mean, yes, obviously, you also have to have the talent to back that. But you, sure. you need to be socializing yeah. and knowing people. And like you said, yeah. you, you you knew this guy before. And, and even before even that, you were already you were putting yourself out there and going to these shows to meet people, which yeah. is what, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize. It's like you you do. Yes, of course, you have to have the talent to back it up. But you really do have to have you know, you want to go out there and make those connections. Yeah. And, and honestly, just like being really nice. Like, I, I don't know. I, I've met so many people in LA specifically that are super dope, you know, like super dope drummers or ex-musician, whatever musician. Um, and like, aren't just like are really arrogant and like not cool. You know, it's like, it's like you really have to find I would hope just like be a good person in general, you know? Um, and I, I and that, that's what, that's what people are attracted to is like somebody you can vibe with, somebody you can hang with. Like touring is a lot about just like creating a family vibe, you know, and like having a good energy while you're giving yourself to like thousands of people every night, you know, it's like, it really is about good energy. And I don't know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for just being a kind person. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah, being a good hang. I think Pete yeah, totally. that in her documentary. She wants people she can hang around with. Yeah. yeah. Word. Bowie, I know a few weeks ago we were kind of talking about how you were not as happy with your pair of headphones that you had just bought. And I have to say, I noticed recently, I've been listening to some new mixes of some songs that, you know, I've been working on with some friends. And uh, the sound quality of those headphones are just not as good as when I originally bought them. And, you know, like I obviously I bought them because they were made by the the quote unquote cool brand. But, um, you know, the sound quality just isn't there. Uh, so, you know, I think this is why everyone has to check out Sennheiser because they make the best earbuds that money can buy. And for the past 75 years, while all these other companies were focused on phones or tablets, Sennheiser always put sound first. And their new Momentum True Wireless 2s honestly deliver the best listening experience and have been finely crafted uh, for even the most discerning listener. And uh, with their free smart control app, you can adjust the sound to your personal preference with the built-in equalizer. Uh, They also have noise cancellation, so now you can switch off your surroundings and dive into that impactful song or important episode with their new active noise cancellation feature. Also, it has up to 28 hours of battery life, which is insane. So these earbuds will last you all day and then some. Uh, plus, they've got other earphones, other like over-the-ear headphones and sound bars for all of your audio needs. So, you know, I mean, I've obviously always been a fan of Sennheiser before they even became a partner of our show. Uh, and really, I, I have never heard sound quality like this before. Everything is so crystal clear. So with that being said, right now, for the first 100 listeners who go to Sennheiser.com slash podcast and use our promo code BEATS, will receive 15% off the Momentum True Wireless 2 earbuds or any of their amazing headphones. That's 15% off when you go to Sennheiser, S-E-N-N-H-E-I-S-E-R.com slash podcast and use our promo code BEATS. Now, with um, so when you're on tour with, say, Kaylin Russo, um, what's your setup for someone like me who may not understand the drumming world? Can Can I give my setup for what I would play with Olivia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, that's Olivia. more recent. Yes, yeah, yeah totally. Oh, only, only because yeah, it's changed since I was playing with Kaylin, and and every situation's different. But um, yeah. So I play a twenty inch kick. So. You know, I don't go anything like super huge 22 or 24 even. I, I like it kind of small and punchy. Um, but I play a 20-inch kick, a 13 tom, 16 and 18 toms. And then I have a 14-inch snare that is a 6-inch deep and then a, an auxiliary snare that's 14 by 8. So having that like really deep, like dirty sound whenever we need it. Um, and then usually using like an SPDSX for, you know, some electronic sounds and stuff. Um, and like a KT-10. Do you program like the SPDX yourself then for the sh- like, do they send you the files? Like, like, how does that work? Sure. I mean, in past situations, I, yeah, I would get sent this, the files and, and upload all of them and, you know, deal with it on the little SPDSX manager or whatever. Um, but for Olivia, I, there's this, um, I have a tech on the team. His name's Ivan and he's 
fucking amazing. He's literally a Swiss army knife. He can do anything. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's crazy. Um, so he helps me out and, and kind of just, you know, loads everything for me. Honestly. That's so dope. That's so great. That's like yeah. what you work towards, right? Like you said, <laughs> initially you're like, oh, you're like doing these gigs. Pretty like, like not a lot of money lugging Dude, your own gear. And then you're I like, don't even know. Why did I become a drummer? (laughs) Exactly, dude. Like, I literally don't even know what my life is right now. I'm like, I'm not even, like, working that hard anymore. (laughs) Like, this is crazy. I mean, obviously, it's me playing and, like, putting in the work. But, like, you know, Jess, I'm sure, like, it's all the work that goes into, like, setting up all your shit and, like, bagging up all your stuff. And, you know, it's so taxing it is and it's like, like you're you're the one on stage who has like 500 things to deal with and put together and yeah just having another person to help you out has yeah it's really changed my life it's so it's good. like what you work towards I remember thinking that too when I first started out playing drums and I used to like curse my dad because I mean he's the one who got me into drums and I'd be like why did you get me into drums this is the most gear that anyone <laughs> has to fucking deal with seriously <laughs> Like, bless you, but God, fuck you. Yeah, right. And so yeah. you, you work towards that to have the drum tech who yeah. who can, you know, set everything up for you and just help you. Even just, you know, like just to have an extra hand to help is. Just, yes. And, you know, because for the most part, I feel like I was no one really wants to help out the drummer because they're like, you know, I, I, no, I got the drums. It's whatever. I'm gonna be yeah. Thinking. I got yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Actually, interestingly, you are also a singer. So are you doing um, backing vocals at all with these bands or? Um, I was with Kaylin and like basically all my other past projects. But um, for Olivia, I haven't been yet. Um but I'm sure at some point I probably will, but I've just been wanting to focus on playing um, just because it's it's a little bit more difficult to have to focus on, you know, breathing and singing while you're playing this like very aggressive instrument that takes your whole entire body, you know, rather than just like standing and not that guitar isn't, you know, your whole body either, but it's it's a different type of, you know, experience, oh, I think. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And to sing whilst bopping away and being puffed i mean yeah it's yeah. hard for a singer to be jumping around the stage let alone no a I've, drummer. I've never been able to do it like i'm sure there's some parts of songs that maybe i could do some sort of backing vocals but i've never done it because i'm i just i know that i'd rather focus on like playing the instrument and like yeah. having fun yeah. doing it and not having to think about like the vocals you know yeah sure what's your you've got a project though as well changeling um yeah. and so tell us about that oh man yeah that was a project that was birthed like a little bit before the pandemic like a year before the pandemic and I have been on this like really long singer-songwriter journey just within myself like I that was the first thing I ever put out into the world um but you know I've always really enjoyed singing and playing guitar and writing songs you know in high school and in college and uh, post-college but yeah, I think I just like decided that I was going to put something out and I I had a, you know, a handful of songs and I was going through a lot of shit at the time and had a lot of emotions that I wanted to, you know, throw up on everybody. So, uh yeah, so I just decided to start making little demos at my house and um kind of dove into the production world, which like I hadn't done really that um I hadn't really done that yet. Um in like such an intensive way and then one of my good friends Elliot Glasser um you know he 
kind of started helping me out, like shaping some things and like teaching me some like technical things about production. And then I was like, you know what? Like, like we should just fucking make an EP. Like this is, this would be cool. Um, so I like took all the demos that I had and we kind of just fleshed them out together. And I got to learn a lot about production and, um, you know, was very hands-on in that record. And yeah, I just decided to make something in hopes that like, I would, you know, it would just feel kind of cathartic for me. Um, you know, no real expectation other than like, I just wanted to make something cool that felt really good for me at the time. And uh, I really enjoy just making stuff. So it was a really positive experience. That's amazing. Awesome. I love that. And uh, one more, I have another question for you, sure. actually, because uh, I also just realized you've also been playing drums for my friend Jax, right? Oh my god! Yeah, I love her. Oh my I god. love her too. She's so great. And oh, shout out Jax! Yeah, she's so sweet. Jax. I love her so much, and of course, she's been blowing up. Yeah, uh, from for real. I mean, she deserves it. She's been working so hard at this, and is also just like insanely talented. Yeah, but, like tell me about that. How did you guys get connected? Yeah, I think it w it was just a friend that I knew of this other girl that I had played with before dope power. Oh, she's amazing. Um, shout out to her, Sonia. Um, but a friend of hers, I guess her boyfriend is a, um, MD. And so he was MDing Jax. And so he hit me up and was just like, yo, come do this, like uh, showcase thing for this girl, Jax. And I was like, okay. Um, so I, you know, went into a couple of days of rehearsal and, you know, we learned some of her songs. It was for like an Atlantic Records um, like showcase or something. And yeah, I got to meet her that way and play her music. And she's fucking dope. Yeah, she is. She is so awesome. We're yeah. we're definitely wanting to have her on the show. We love her so much. Yeah, I know of her from TikTok. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, who is this girl? She's everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's just like all of a sudden blew up on TikTok and it was, you know, Completely. the end for her. Yeah. And like then all of a sudden she's posting about being on Ellen DeGeneres and stuff. And I'm like, damn. And she got yeah. signed, right? Yeah. And that's what it's, That's how it goes, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's amazing. So what what else do you have coming up for this year then? Or like what do you have that you can – I don't know if you can talk about all of it, but anything sure. that you can talk about? Or even next year. Yeah. September oh, yeah. almost we, we're imagining. <laughs> yeah, I mean next year I'm anticipating a lot of touring. Um, but for this year, you know, all I really know is that I'm just chilling right now and I'll be playing the iHeartRadio Music Festival – in Las Vegas. Um, I think that's in September. Yeah, I've played that once. It's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. so much fun. And you're playing that with Olivia, right? Yeah. You're going to yeah. love it. It's so much I fun. think I'm actually playing with Conan as well. So I'll be doing oh, double both duty. Playing? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're they're literally they're so cute they're literally both playing on the same day on the same stage what that's amazing for you yeah it will be fun yeah oh that's great that's like the best case scenario when you play for it because I know how it's stressful being a freelance artist sometimes having to juggle the different artists and like being able to play something or saying no to something else but yeah. now you have the perfect like the same stage too yes it's amazing at least at least for this festival yeah as things move forward like it probably won't work out that well <laughs> like yeah lining up but at least for that moment yeah I, I I'm able to swing that one somehow oh that's amazing so and next year will be mostly Conan then or probably Olivia uh, I'll be with Olivia yeah 
Oh, yeah. wow. Olivia's great. definitely going to have, I mean, she just released a huge album. I mean, she's going to, I imagine she's going to be booked up for every fest. Everything. Yeah. I'm sure she's going to have a, a long career ahead of her. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And so iHeartRadio you have, which is September. And then anything after that that you can talk about? Um, nope, not right now. Gotcha. <laughs> Total. I, we, we, we get it. We get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> things big announcements <laughs> but i was gonna say yes for for everyone then who's listening so they can keep up with you and follow what you're up to when you can announce it do you want to give us your um instagram handle or twitter handle maybe both or an, uh whatever you use the most so people can keep up with you yeah instagram is cool um just the little at sign and Haley brownell it's h-a-y-l-e-y-b-r-o-w-n-e-l-l um, just my name. It's the the little photo icon is me as a really angry seven year old, so you can't miss it. <laughs> I love that. It's it's so cute. I'm literally it. just frowning. It's horrendous. I no, love it. I think it's so great. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Haley, thank you so much for joining us. I oh, thank you I, guys seriously so, so much. Yeah, I'm so y'all are both so sweet, and I I love it. Just thank you for having me. I can't wait to finally we we can't wait to hang out with you in person. But I yes. definitely can't wait because I feel like you and I again we have known of each other for so long and follow each other on social media and that's like the extent of our relationship. We need to actually yes. hang in person. Yes, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. I'm sure we'll run into each other, right? Like festivals or something. I feel like we will. Like there's yeah. there's no way that we can't cite again, the worlds are so small and especially the music industry. Like we're definitely gonna see each other yes. at this point. So and if we don't, we have to make it happen. So we'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll okay, make, we're make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us and uh, we will definitely talk to you soon. Yeah, right. thanks so much, Haley. It's been amazing chatting to you and hearing about the drumming world from yeah. DJ perspective. <laughs> yeah, and also your questions weren't dumb, so thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, I was like, this might be dumb. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Thank you so much. We loved having you and uh, hopefully we run into you soon. 